Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of How Did We Get Here? I'm your host, Jay Carter, and the man that is always heard and never, ever will be seen, Skeens. You're better than your average is the channel and the movement. How did we get here is the show. We got two cousins that are like brothers talking any and everything in the process. How did we get here? Let me not forget Skeens, uh, AKAs, AKA the background killer. A.K.A. Dr. Claw, A.K.A. The Wizard of Oz, A.K.A. Present But Not Accounted For, A.K.A. Osama Wear, <laughs> A.K.A. Coming to a theater near you, but you'll never be able to see it. Bring <laughs> black screen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, thank you guys for tuning in as per usual. Uh, we got another dope episode uh, for you in the, we don't have an official name for it, but we always talk about dope people that we know in real life, man. And um, this brother here, I could go on and on and on, and we're going to go on and on for a little bit. But um, this is my big brother from another mother. Uh, funny story is that his wife, my sister from another mister, we were very, very cool, very tight. And then I met him. And while her and I are still cool, just a natural evolution of things that he and I now are like on a different level. You know what I'm saying? As men and as husbands and talking about this. And this is another one, guys, uh, a person that we come to each other as accountability partners. Um, I can call him and bounce things off of him. He calls me to bounce things off me. And, you know, we can have honest, open, real dialogue with each other as men and as husbands, as fathers. And, you know, just even as uh, talking about legacy and things that we want to do with our family and even uh, even in our, our walk with God. All of these things, you know, we have in common that we can talk with each other. But uh, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Donnie Rashawn Baldwin, a.k.a. The Tall Man. Welcome to the show, sir. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm going to put my whole name on it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's all right though. I got many nicknames too, though. Schemes. Yeah, we're gonna talk about all of them right now. <laughs> a whole lot of names. So, uh, man, let's get right into it, man. But um, first of all, again, thank you for coming on, man. We've been talking about this for a while. I try to let things when I feel like it's, or you know, just I feel it in the the force that it's supposed to happen. I felt like you know now was the mm-hmm. time. So, um, mm-hmm. you know. Y'all, we're going to try to keep this. We were just joking before we went live on here that we're going to try to keep this condensed for round one. But me and this brother can just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Just like mm-hmm. me and Steve can talk and talk and talk. And if you put me, him, his wife, Changa, and my wife all together, we can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. So, yeah. um, But I always uh, want to start with this first question, big bro. If you had to title the story of your life, what would you call it? Title the story of my life. Oh man, that's you know I should have I should have been ready for that. But, uh, <laughs> I should have been ready. I got a quick caveat though. If you hear a bunch okay. of noise in the back, this is my wife. She's uh she's DIYing right now. You know, oh, so okay. just just forgive me. No, I'm just kidding. Is she Chandler is doing that. What's she working on? She's about to retile the fireplace. Oh well, bless the Lord. Okay, bless the Lord. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, I would say uh title of my life my my life i'll just call it amazing okay so donnie baldwin amazing okay life story so uh the title of the life story so 
Yeah. Let's talk about the early beginnings of you because um, another thing of giving my brother his flowers, y'all. He's one of these guys that I always joke that I want to be like as far as <laughs> I can tell this brother, hey, man, I want to build a <laughs> car out of wood from scratch with a running motor in it. He'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. I'll figure it out. And he would try, he would go and execute it. I want to do that. He's one of those dudes that just has that ingenuity, that skill, that superhero thing in where he's gonna come in and save the day and fix me. I rather just pay somebody to do all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what are the origins? Where did you come from? And you know, how did you kind of develop that mentality? Do you think? Bruh, it's it's easy. We you were on a Facebook Live not that long ago, mm-hmm. talking about uh, parents and, and 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 loving on you and encouraging yeah. you. Uh, yeah. It's it's for my father. Point blank, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. He gave me the can do attitude a long time ago when I was young, and he always told me, "Son, you can do it. You can mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. You can do anything." I I mean, my biggest supporter. So. I always had that mindset. He said, just, just, you'll figure it out. You know, he, he, uh, a funny story, like back in the day, I had this little Toyota truck, right? It had a little, little, um, a 1985 Toyota pickup and, you know, and I made a little low rider out of it, right? This is my teenage years. And, um, and, uh, I had a, it had the radio when it went out and mm-hmm. my pops, it was like, uh, he wasn't gonna buy no radio. He said, "I got plenty of radios down there. Go, go in one of them cars, take one of them radios out, yeah. and we'll put it in there." You know, yeah. so we'll go down there. I get this uh, radio out of this old Ford, something like that, and bring it out. It looks like it's pretty decent. Got a look pretty good tape deck on it. I take it up in there, and you know, this is a Toyota. This is Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, the wires don't match up. <laughs> so <laughs> right. he was like. You figure it out, son. You know, you figure it out. Just uh, you just touch them things on, touch them wires, on there, <laughs> and uh, you'll find that. You see right there. That's a black. That's a red. That's probably hot. That's the uh, ground. You know, all yeah. the speakers. You can just touch. You'll find it. And, and sure enough, I did. You know, yeah. I that was the beginning of it. You know, that you know of me and oh man, I can do it. So, uh, yeah. Long story short, that's just my father just being um, being that supporter and that encourager, and and I just took that and run with I, I keep that now i have that can do attitude and i yeah. i try to instill that in everyone that come up come about you know mm-hmm. now where did you i know this but where did you grow up uh where i grew up was uh back in mississippi you know mm-hmm. I, I was born in uh, meridian mississippi where i didn't really live there i think my mother was up in near her mom's place with jinx in Clark County, Mississippi, <clears throat> when she, uh, I guess, went into labor with me. So I was born in Meridian, mm-hmm. never lived there. Uh, I grew up mostly down in a smaller community, down in the uh, Riston area, uh, Riston, Mississippi, community of Hintonville. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but my mom, eventually, you know, we got to Petal, Mississippi. It's near Hattiesburg. That's where mm-hmm. I did all of my, my, my grade school from first grade all the way through uh, high school. Okay. Yeah, Petal, mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yeah. Now, um, would you say that you had a good old country upbringing? You know, swimming mm-hmm. in the creek and fishing, and like you say, in your case, working mm-hmm. on cars and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. We, I mean, country, country growing up is is good. Like Hintonville is 
not even a town. You know, it's not even it don't it, it there's not there's nothing. It's just a community. So it's it's just basically Hentville Road, and and it's probably about I don't know maybe ten twenty houses on that road before it turns into the woods, mm. and. Um, yeah, and we had a creek too. Yeah, we had a swimming hole down there. <laughs> and then, so basically, during the summer, you know, we, we most of the grandkids come down there and yep. spend the time there at my my grandparents' house. You know, they had a big open field, soybean field, and and uh, yeah, a pond and everything else. So summer times, summers were spent down there, and you know, riding four wheelers, whatever, mm-hmm. playing in the woods, playing in the fields. So I had a a country childhood for sure. <laughs> Yeah, now um, I know you. You know another thing. Uh, you got a great mom who's working and serving the community, like for mm-hmm. real, for real. So, oh, what yeah. was your relationship like with your mom? Um, I'm good. You know, my mom has always been that you know provider or whatnot. She's you know mm-hmm. her and my father separated a long time ago, right? So yeah, we basically lived. Uh, they 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 divorced in eighty seven, man, like nineteen eighty seven. Oh yeah, so you was a little so, dude, yeah, yeah. I was first grade, right? So yeah. uh, my mom has always been that one single mom the whole time. She she's never remarried, right? So I wow. grew up in her household uh, pretty much Monday through Friday and weekends. Mm-hmm. Every weekend I was with my father. So um, <clears throat> yeah, she just you know. She was at one too, you know. We 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 raised ourselves a little bit because she was working, you know. She yeah. was she was there. She's working twelve, fourteen hours a day, mm-hmm. and uh, just to provide for us, make sure we had everything we needed, and uh, yeah. So I, I I commend her for that. She continues to uh, to serve and 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 people now with mm-hmm. her youth center and whatnot, yeah. and and that's what that's what drives her right now, you know. Yeah, and along with her grandkids, that my brother's youngins that are all there. So yeah, how long? How long has she had uh, or worked at? Now this is, I always mm-hmm. know your mom was doing something at a youth center. Now I didn't know if it was hers or how oh, yeah. what have you. But how did? Yeah. When did she first start doing that? Man, she started doing Osceola. Shoot, man, that's. Let me let me think. Let me think. It's been easily twenty plus years. Man, oh wow! Be, okay, to be honest yeah, okay. here, which because yeah. uh, back in the day, I, I don't know if you know, Osceola McCarty uh, was the 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 older older lady that went to our church when she mm-hmm. passed away. Well, she didn't pass away, but when when she passed away, before she passed away, she donated like her life savings to the University of Southern Miss. Okay, you, know, you can Google that. Osceola McCarty, and and that they had a scholarship in her name. So again, uh, my mom started that Osceola McCarty Youth Center in her name as well, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically you know it's free program for free after school program for kids and you know families in need in, in that community or where the church is, and you yeah. know, so it's a lot of that. It's not a it's not a, a very you know it's not a high high area obviously. So it's very low income, and and she just take care of those those kids. She's been doing that for years, man, and they've been uh, you know here lately finally all her hard work and all her you know you know consistency with it is is paying off as you know finally funds are starting to come in to to get Mm -hmm. the center back up to speed because a lot of the center was still in uh in in ruins or you know half the center was in ruins due to the storms and the tornadoes and stuff like that and it's it's pure uh you know it's all by donation so Mm-hmm. Uh, here lately, she's got a few donations from some banks that, that were pretty significant enough so they actually can get the the roof fixed uh, and and then expand the school. Not really expand the school, just use the building that they 
that they couldn't use because it was damaged. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, she's been hard at it, man. She runs her stuff ragged over there, but uh, I, she I don't know what she would do if she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Man, let's round of applause for Ma Dukes, man. God, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate him. So, yeah, let me ask you. So, it seems like you that you kind of had uh, one of the more, for lack of a better term, kind of healthier mom and dad splits as far as your your relationship with him and her. Sometimes you see that it kind of takes a negative, a more of a negative toll. Would you say that it was yeah. quote unquote more positive, or did you feel any negative aspects of not being in the same you know household as your dad? No, I mean, I, I would say that it was it is more of the more positive to uh, you know ones positive splits, but uh, only because I, I my father was there, you know, and yeah. I mean, my mom said he didn't pay no child support, but with M and M's. He would come with, <laughs> he'd come over there, he'd give us M&M's and a couple of dollars and, uh, and, and, and call that child support. But, you know, in her right. eyes, that was nothing. But for me, right. that was everything, you know. I got, right. man, I, I wish I had that picture. I'm going to share it with you. I, I yeah. You know, I, I ain't afraid. I was a cute little chocolate baby. So I, yeah. I don't care. I'll show you this picture of me when I had just got some M&M's from my dad. And, it, you know, I always had the peanut M&M's. He always brought my sister some uh, plain. And, uh, you know, we always, when we was young, that's who, that's who, when he come visit us, uh, you know, we would get that. Right. So, yeah. and, uh, that's during the week, you know, he would stop by during the week and then on the weekend I knew I was going, it was, it, it was like no question. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I would say, yeah, pretty healthy. Yeah. My mom talked noise about my dad. She, you know, mm-hmm. you know, not really, it's more of a joking thing now, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything like, you know, you know, worthless or you know harsh things. He never talked like that, but yeah, it's just more friendly. Like, hey, yo, cyber daddy, there he is. He yours. He ain't much, <laughs> but he yours. You know, you know, on them type deal. Yeah, you know. But did uh, you, what, Donnie? What would you say that the framework for or your aspirations of having a, you know, being married and having children and that whole thing, where do you feel like it came from? Did you kind of form it on your own or did you have any couples around uncles, aunts or anything that you saw that you kind of aspired to be like? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I, I wanted to be better. First of all, right. first and yep. foremost, I, I knew I wanted to be better. I knew I was going to be, there was no question about it. Right. But back in the day, I would say my uncle Ronnie, my uncle mm. Ronnie was, was who I, I, I felt like, you know, he had it all together, mm-hmm. you know, he was, uh, and, and this is crazy because I wanted to be a, an electrician because of my uncle Ronnie. Oh wow! Okay. My uncle Ronnie was always doing. He's always been doing well, you know. They had yeah. the nice house. They had, you know, everything. And he was an electrician. And I, I felt like, uh, okay, electricians do all right. So, right. you know, as a kid, I, I wanted to be an electrician. And funny enough, when I joined the army, <laughs> I told him. I want to work with electric stuff. And they, mm-hmm. they were like, uh, first they tried to get me to be this, what I know of to be a uh, combat arms MOS. They said 14 tango. They kind of work with electronics. And I was like, okay. And mm-hmm. I, it didn't, it didn't click with me, but then uh, uh, what clicked with me was uh, power generation. So that's how I became a generator mechanic. It was the fact that I wanted to work with that. Cause I was thinking, of, Hey, when I get out of the military, you know, I'll be an electrician or something like that, you know? So at 18 years old, that's that's the job that I chose, basically because you know I like working on electronics. I got really good at um, 
at installing car stereos because of my dad told me I could do it. And yeah. I, put, I put a Ford radio in a Toyota. Yeah. No problem. I had a big old system and, uh, you know, had 612s in my trunk of the <laughs> uh, Toyota. And, yeah. yeah, I was I wanted to do that. So Uncle Ronnie kind of sent me down that path. So, you know, uh, uh, Skins, you got anything? You good? I'm listening. Okay. Um, so you jumped ahead. So you end up going into the military at 18 years old. What did you do basic at? I went to uh, basic training at uh, Fort Knox, mm-hmm. Kentucky, man. That was, man, <laughs> first flight ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> going to uh, the Army, you know. Right, yeah. And that, that was crazy enough right there. First flight. I got on a bus to leave Mississippi, man, in, yeah. uh, in June of 99. Uh, wow. Going to Jackson, Mississippi, and where I caught a plane the next day mm-hmm. and to uh, to arrive in, in, in Louisville, Kentucky, to get on another bus uh, mm-hmm. over to the base. Craziest. We came in there super late, man. It's like one in the morning type deal. You know, um, I'm like, <laughs> it's like welcome to you know welcome to hell. You know, <laughs> you, you you belong to me. You know, welcome to the jungle. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, it was crazy. It was a little bit of uh, you know. I was like, why are they yelling? Why are they talking yeah. so loud? God, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little shocking, but uh, you know, I understand now. I have to stand in the military for so long, and you have to break people uh, of. Uh, whatever habits they may have and just whatever they thought that was true. Yeah. They let them know that it was a lie. So, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now was it, but, uh, would you say it was a big culture shock from you for you coming from Mississippi to, uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit. I've been out of Mississippi though. You know, I, oh, okay, we, I got take, you. Okay. We, had, we had took road trips or whatnot. We've been to Florida. We went to Georgia, obviously go see uncle, uncle Ronnie, go to Atlanta, go to six flags. And oh, okay. okay. We've been around. I wasn't one of those Mississippi people who, uh, you know, never leave the state. You know, when they go somewhere, they, mm-hmm. they go down and they go to Mobile and they cross over into Alabama. They done something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, um, but, um, yeah, I had been been around a little bit. So the culture shock was more just the army, being okay, in the yeah. army. Yeah, the culture of the army eight, itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being you know, eighteen years old and and out on your own and in this new environment, belonging to the government, not really knowing that at the time. But it's like, you know, funny funny story was I I called my mom the first time. Let me call. I said, Hey, mom, you need to call uh, Sergeant Perry and tell him I made a mistake. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, uh, I need to be on the the first flight back. Uh, wow, <laughs> bro! I didn't. I I was just like, man, this is nah. I and I, funny enough, man, I really didn't. I I changed my mind twice before, even right before I left. I was like, man, I don't even know, man. I might just right. stay here. Yeah, <laughs> I might just stay here, and uh, you know, I'll, maybe I just go to school. Mom said, you haven't even took a SAT. Oh, <laughs> right, sure, right. I had signed up for the army in eleventh grade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Delayed okay. Entry. Yeah. Yeah. Delayed entry, man. I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta go. I'm just picture you on that phone. Hello, mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Howie. Yeah. Howie. Howie. Bill. Comedian. Hey. It was like. It ain't what they said. It, it, it ain't the same. It ain't the same. They. 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 They lied, mama. They lied. 
man now, set up in the office and told you that. Yeah. You know what? I forgot to ask you too. Let me backtrack. Mm-hmm. Where did your love uh for basketball? When did that start? You know, I played basketball, man. I played basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I played from Pee Wee all the way up, right? Yep. So, um, I started off obviously as a point guard because I was regular size at one point, mm-hmm. and then and and then <laughs> when they when you get tall too too soon, and they, they try to move you to the post and everything else. Schemes know, like, know all about that. Schemes know all about that. I handle the ball, baby. I need the ball. <laughs> you know, I need the ball. But uh, uh, I ended up. Um, you know, start playing. I, I I was three. I played the the wing mostly in, in high school, mm-hmm. okay. or whatnot. And uh, yeah, of course, I played a lot of ball in the army too, all over the place. But I'll tell you a story about that too. But I mean, I I got so many stories about about that. But um, I I played I played a high school ball, and mm-hmm. uh, I just thought about it now. Funny story is I ran into I ran into one of my teammates. Okay. In uh in where we were at in Kirkuk, Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the gym on the basketball court, yeah. right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you how I recognized it was him. I, I didn't even pay. I was we on the we on the team. We on the yeah. same team. We playing, wow. and I, I didn't pay attention to him. His name was uh, Shane Hogan, and yeah. um, you know he was a year ahead of me. And mm-hmm. we playing ball, and we, we running running the floor stuff or whatnot. And he's on a fast break. I I didn't throw it down. One of the teammates threw it down to him. And I, I remember him stopping at the three point line. Shane is like six foot seven. Yeah. Taller white dude, man. Yeah. He stopped at the three point line and, and, and threw up a shot. And I was yeah. like, Shane? I, was, I, I, <laughs> I could tell his shot because I remember I remember him doing that in a game and Coach Simmons flipped his lid. Yeah. Because he stopped and shot a three. And and I looked at him, he's like, Donnie? I was like, man, what's up? I ain't seen this guy since high school, right? This is, wow. man, this is probably, this is at least 10 years later, right? Mm-hmm. He was in the Air Force. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in the Army, obviously. But the, the, ran into him on the court, and I remember his little raggedy shot. And, and <laughs> the fact that he stopped at the three-point line and, and did that, and I, and I just had a flashback of that game that he done it in. But, uh, yeah. A couple yeah, things I want y'all to y'all take note of is that mm-hmm. – Donnie called his shot, not raggedy, but raggedy. You got to be from a certain time frame in a certain area to say raggedy. <laughs> You're right, number two, man. number two, funny story, y'all. Um, mm. some lady called our office the other day, and you know, sometimes they'd be like, "Um, a guy came by my house," and they'd be, "What guy?" You know what I'm saying? You know what they describing? And they were trying to say she was describing me and said tall. I'm like, nah. You know, I ain't the one. Mm-mm. I've been accused of a lot. But that's one thing I ain't never, ever been accused of is being tall. <laughs> now, right. Skeez, though, in his basketball career, you didn't, you didn't like, you were never quote unquote regular, so to speak. You yeah. was tall early. Yeah. Skeez was tall early. So he was mm-hmm. always, you know, he was playing post. And then I just mm-hmm. start firing up jump shots. They said, oh, don't shoot. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> right, right. Now, his superpower, Donnie, is that Skeens, I mean, when I tell you this boy was a student of basketball, I mean, mm-hmm. he would watch 
the games that nobody watches, he's watching. I, was, I mean, I was a junkie at one point. I mean, I'm like, oh, man. hey, man, where did such and such? He played at a little school, this and this. He went to high school here. You know, yeah. he averaged this and this. He weighed about this much. But when he came in the league, he had to gain some weight or, you know, da 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 Wow. And he yeah. used to be able to, um, back home in Arkansas, late years later on, we used to go to the Arsenal um, mm-hmm. and, and actually hoop out there. And they had these rafters that ran along the basketball court. So mm-hmm. if you had a high arcing shot, you would run the ball would bounce <laughs> off the rafters. Right. So Skeens worked out in there so long that he would be able to shoot threes and fallaways over the over rafters. The ra- <laughs> over the rafters. <laughs> you know, and wow. that joker used to be able to mimic. Okay, I say, hey, what what's Tim Duncan's? You know, moves he do. Okay, Tim gonna do this. You know, he gonna do. I mean, he was just a student of the game. I thought he right. was gonna take us to the league. Wow. <laughs> and then he hurt his knee. Oh, oh man, bum. <laughs> you bum. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, man, but, uh, that's good. So, military life. Um, mm-hmm. when did you get to uh, Fort Hood? Man, I came to Fort Hood. I did went you, to Fort. Did you go to Germany first? Yeah, man, I was in Germany, man. Let yeah, me just let me just keep going there, man. I, yeah, I, I went to Germany, man. My first duty station was Germany, and, and I'm gonna tell you another funny story about that. Not really funny, but uh, another reason why I decided to go to the army. You know, my mom bribed me a little bit too. You know, you know, okay. uh, yeah, she told me, uh, you know, you know, me and my love for cars. I was in love with that '99 Trans Am, the white one with the blue wheels on the anniversary yes, edition, right? Yes, I was gonna get it. She's like, well, you know, you might as well. You know, well, when you sign up and you get going, you get going, you you get. I have to sign for one or whatnot. You have or whatnot. You know, I'm like, okay, well, good. You know, 99. I'm gonna get that bad boy. It was white. I was in love with it, right? And then uh, I got orders to Germany. I was just like, man, I gotta row in this thing. I, I'm thinking I couldn't take it over there, so I didn't even do it. I didn't even try to go back and try to get it and uh, whatnot because I, I, as soon as I got finished with the. Uh, AIT, which was in uh, Aberdeen, Maryland, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you get on the plane, you go back to BWI, and you you going overseas, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I can't take a car. So I didn't, I, didn't, I know I could. I didn't know I could have. But, uh, right. and uh, so, yeah, I just went on to Germany. I went to Germany. I spent mm-hmm. my two years over there or whatnot. And uh, I ended up uh, actually buying a Trans Am over there, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. there, a soldier had one over there. It was on the, on the lot, on the little used car lot at the PX. Yep. It was a, a red 95 Trans Am with some mm. Flowmasters on it, man. That oh, was talking. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I, yeah, and there it was. Hey, the speed was already there for me. Mm-hmm. The speed was already there. So, yeah. yeah. But I went to Germany. I spent, uh, uh, you know, all of uh, I got there January of two thousand, January two thousand, mm-hmm. and I didn't leave until December of one, right? So it's a two year mm-hmm. tour because you're you're a single soldier or whatnot. Yeah, and uh, that's so that's when I got the four hood, man. I, I did pretty good, man, in Germany. That was my first duty station. Um, <clears throat> I was fast tracking. I uh, I wore the rank of. I went from E1 to E4 in the same year, which oh, is wow. yeah. almost impossible. But uh, yeah. being that I got pinned, I, I was a private when I got there. They pinned me E2 as soon as I landed. As soon as I got mm-hmm. in the country, got done in processing. I uh, pinned E2, 
I was uh, E3 by April, and then uh, by the fall, I was already a specialist. Oh, wow. And then uh, by the next summer, I was already a corporal and promotable. I went to the mm -hmm. board, everything. So I basically, in a year, a year and a half, I was already promotable and 45. I didn't mm -hmm. get pinned. I didn't get pinned. I was a 52 Delta at the time, power generation, which... They, they they didn't give me no kind of uh, hope. They was like, oh, they stay seven ninety eight. Yeah, man, you will never get pinned. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man. But um, I ended up getting pinned. Obviously, um, later on, a, a couple years later, I, I I got all my correspondence done and got my um, uh, I had some awards, my PT test, my uh, qualification with my rifle, and uh, I made my E five. So. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, man. Military life was good for me. I, sure. I I really did thoroughly enjoy being in the military, and you know, a couple mm -hmm. years later, I got my my staff sergeant, and mm -hmm. um, and became platoon sergeant. And man, I I achieved a, quite a bit. Everything that I wanted to do in the, in the military, I kind of I kind of done. It kind of mm -hmm. got short lived, obviously, because yep. uh, of the med board or whatnot. Yeah. I didn't want to get out. I really didn't. I know but you I didn't. looked at <laughs> it, bro. I didn't want to get out, but uh, it, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise, man. And and, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm one day I'm gonna take those uniforms out of my closet. Don't tell nobody, but they still up still. They still up still in that closet, man. <laughs> yeah, man, they still up there, but uh, I don't fit them no more. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. How do you how do you think the military shaped your perspective and your outlook on life? Oh man. Um, I think it, it. I think it's it changed it a lot, man. Just just due to the, the fact that I met so many people that I, from so many walks of life, so yep. many different backgrounds, and and we we like brother. I got man people that I've known for man. I mean, mm -hmm. I, twenty plus years that yeah. I ain't seen, but I can call them right now. I mean, and, and like it's never never happened. And yep. it doesn't matter, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, you know, yep. from all over. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for me being, you know, African-American from uh, Mississippi where, you know, where you know, you experience some racism and, and, and things like that, mm -hmm. I got a different outlook on it. You know, my thing, I think it changed me to the point where I wanted to, I wanted to break the stereotype on everything. I, I did, Brian, I'm, in, I'm into so much stuff differently. Yeah. Because of the military, you know, I'm in the I'm in the, the cars and, you know, back back where I'm from, you know, over there, everybody wants some big rims and, and that Caprice. They want a yeah. bubble or a box. <laughs> yeah. They want a bubble or a box, right? Or they want an yeah. old school Impala, you know, or something like that, right? And I, I got into these sports cars, changing the, changing the game, man, changing, changing the perspective of, uh, you know, of African-American people. I'm in this, I ride bikes, man. I do... I, any and everything, anything with wheels, I'm, I'm, I want to ride it, and, and uh, I want to drive. So, yeah. I mean, military just exposed me to so many more different things, and uh, and I just think it just, you know, it, it's it's a it's a great thing because I, I think we we heal people, mm -hmm. uh, we heal, we heal, it heals people that are broken that come from those those places where you know maybe they've been programmed their entire life to be. A certain way towards a certain type of people, and uh, they kind of they get out of that, right? They they uh, they get exposed. It's oh man, they man, these people ain't bad. 
you know, or whatever, you know. So yeah, that's that's uh, a great that's a great question and a great point that you made that I always say, guys, and um, some of the people. I have these great relationships. We're all army, you know, mm-hmm. kind of connected in one way or another, whether you was a brat, a spouse, or you was actually mm-hmm. in, you know what I'm saying? So, right. um, but you brought up a good point, Donnie, is that it does heal people. And then it puts you in a, a, a place in life where you didn't have any limiting factors on what you wanted to do yeah. and that you felt like you had to fit into a certain box as a black man. It's just mm-hmm. whatever I think about. Oh man, that looked pretty cool. I'm gonna try that. You know, that looks pretty cool. Let me try that. You know what I mean? Yep. So, it just broadens your horizon and your perspective um, on culture, and what it shows you more than anything. As much as we are different, we're really, really the more just alike. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had told Skeens about this. This was a few months ago when we took the kids to uh, to what you call it, Round Rock. Yeah, uh, Kalahari. Kalahari, yeah. Kalahari, so, man. yeah. So, uh, we went to Kalahari, and um, there's, you know, the kids are out there playing, and there's this Mexican guy, and our son's about the same age, so they kind of just start playing in the pool, and then it's kind of like, hey man, they want to go over here. You mind if we go? Yeah, 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 man, yeah, yeah. And then they come over. Hey man, can we get Trey ice cream? Sure, get him ice cream. You know, and then hey, the kids want to go on the inside. I'll take them in. Yeah, we'll be in there in a minute. Let me get you. Know. And then we just kind of start talking and. You know, this dude is, you know, uh Mexican dude. He's a uh mm-hmm. a chemical engineer, I believe. But wow. we sit down and talk and we want the same thing for our family. He's sitting there talking like, dude, I want more of my time, man. And mm-hmm. I wish I had more of my time to do stuff like this with my son. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, it's the same, we want the same stuff, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, once you peel peel all the layers back and let all these biases and preconceived notions go, we're more the same, you know what I mean? But um, I wanted to um, first, I meant to do this at the beginning, but acknowledge that this brother is a father, uh, he's good at making children. Uh, he's, re- he's really, <laughs> he's really Bruh. good at making girls. <laughs> really and good, it, man. And he finally he on the uh the fourth, <laughs> the fourth and final installment, and final. And and final. fourth and final <laughs> installment of this movie. He got a son. Got that in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we got hey, a little I, Eli. So yeah, man, Elias uh, is um man, it, it's crazy. He's a he is probably the biggest challenge and uh <laughs> okay. i think uh god uh he had a sense of humor when he did that because yeah. you know honestly we we were prepared for another girl yeah we really yeah. were we really yeah. were we did something very different from the, mm-hmm. that we'd never done before we 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 went and got the results right we had the doctor put in an envelope or whatnot yeah. and and we you know we went out to dinner and we had dinner and then we opened and looked at it together so mm-hmm. all those um ultrasound stuff we ever looked at with all the girls and said it's a girl I'm like and they showing us hey, see right here I don't see nothing but uh, this was a little bit different man having it all on the paper and and to uh, you know uh, and just open it together and just be shocked it was I wish we would have done all the youngins that way you know right yeah I, I wish we would have did every last one of them that way but uh, it was a shock man it really was because I had it I had it set in my mind it's going to be another girl we're going to be good we got everything Right and um, we said it was ninety eight and it was ninety. What say ninety nine point or ninety eight point nine percent boy? And I was just like, 
man, a rush. It was just like, yeah, man. I couldn't believe it. A yeah, man. total shock, man. And, um, but yeah, he's, he's night and day from the girls. That's, that's for sure. So you got, uh, <sighs> you got your eldest, Olivia. Yes. Yes. Then we got going Ms. off into the world. Yeah, man. She, she's, uh, you know, 18 years old, you know, 17, um, going on 18, yeah. 17, excuse me, going on 18. So you got one that's out, you know, going into young, young adult life. You know what I'm saying? Young grown woman status. Mm-hmm. Then we got my girl, Jazzy. Mm-hmm. And Malia, nine, bro, nine in January. Jasmine will be. Yeah, you know Trey, you know, and right there, you know, mm-hmm. we'll be, you know, um, and then we got Miss Malia. Don't mm-hmm. don't make me lie. How old is Malia? Malia is uh, six. She'll be six. seven okay. next year. Right, she's crazy right there with uh, my yep. boy Sion's son. So yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We got we got Eli. So Eli about to be three, man. It's crazy. It's it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Father of four children, devoted husband. Um, but we gotta go to when you met this foreigner, <laughs> Hungarian, German, or as this one girl at work used to say about Chenga, Oh, you're a hungry German, you know. And I was like, hungry That's a German. great joke, but uh, so I'll just say, I met <clears throat> Chenga at Converges, uh, this call center here, y'all. Y'all have heard me talk about before. And I used to be, you know, kind of helping out the training classes when they would get to the call center floor. And so uh, I would see Chenga and sometimes she would ask me questions or whatever and different things. And then I'm like, oh, she, you from Germany? And she's like, yeah, I'm from Schweinfurt. And, and, you know, I still had a super duper connection to Germany. I was over there for about six years. The best place we were ever stationed, you know, in my opinion. But um, thanks, thanks. And so <clears throat> Chenga was kind of navigating her way around this American culture and people and stuff like that. And we just had like an instant bond, mm-hmm. you know, where we would be mm-hmm. talking about all these topics and, you know, Changa can go on and on deep thinking and, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So we had that mm-hmm. in common. And then, you know, uh, start going, you know, got her to, you know, start coming back to church and all that. And, you know, she meets the fam and then, you know, she's an extra addition to the family and all that kind of stuff. So y'all, she comes to me, um, you know, she was coming out of a relationship and, you know, she's telling me about this guy. And uh, I'm like, OK, she's telling me about this guy. OK, you met a guy. All right, cool. You know, all right. Heard that before. Nah, this Jay, this one, I had to do my chain a little bit. No, Jay, he's really the one. He's really a great guy. I'm like, oh, my God. OK, sure, sure. So I remember she was telling me that this dude <clears throat> and Skeens probably remember this. I was like, man. Uh, at that time, we used to call it a seawalk. You know what I'm saying? That was a previous lab, but we used to call it seawalk. seawalk. Like, yo, man, seawalk came talking about uh, she met this cat man, <laughs> and this dude, this dude, talking about he gonna, he gonna, she talking about he already gonna help her buy a whip. I'm like, who is this dude, man? He barely even know her. I'm like, who is this guy, man? <laughs> who is oh, this man. dude? So, uh, that's how I first heard about you, and then you know, she started showing me pictures of you, and then she's around you and the guys at the car club and you know mm-hmm. he has his own yeah. house jay and, you know da 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 all mm-hmm. this thing all of the things right mm-hmm. and so i know when we officially first like met met and you know i came by the crib and out there showing me the cars and this and that and then it turned into hey man he hit me i've been doing i did something to the car and i remember one time when he got a crazy build on his car uh-huh. we stayed in the I think we still stayed in the duplex. He yeah, called me in the middle of the night. <laughs> I remember and, it, this. 
and it was raining. Yes. And this car, I mean, it was freshly pristine built. And he could, on the highway, he couldn't get on the car because it was just, but I mean, it was ridiculous. So uh, anyway, tell me about this magical moment when Changa came into your life and you know, kind of, mm. I want to take the trek because, guys, okay. Okay. Yeah. one of the reasons, and I, <clears> I'm going to have her on separately at some point and then them on together, but these two here have transformed into one of those couples. You know, one of those go-to uh, stellar couples. They've been through some things. They've seen some things. And they've arrived at this very, very mature place in their marriage. Um, and I said this on the live the other day when y'all were chiming in is that yeah. I look at you guys, look up to you guys for really showing me the model of how to be honest in your relationship to each other. Because yeah. a lot of times, because we aren't honest, we never we can't really get the real results that we need because we're never being right. our true real selves. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you guys have shown me how to be honest and give each mm -hmm. other the space for honesty. And A, you being honest like that, I'm not going to hold it against you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, uh, how did y'all meet? How did you and change your version? I know she's going to have version. something crazy. She's going to have a, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, she was, uh, I was, uh, we, you know, we used to hang out at this spot, right? So yep. she was eyeing me and stuff. <laughs> no, nah, let me stop, man. I mean, let me not get on the wrong thing. Well, <clears throat> you know, back in the days BC before Christ, right? We yes, was, sir. Uh, we was uh, in those spots yep. around. Uh, yeah, we, we hanging out, man, out in the spot. We hanging out, man. Yep. But um, um, Azabachi. Yes, was sir. Azabachi at that time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Azabachi. Anyway, <laughs> Azabachi. Um, yeah. So funny. The funniest story. It, it is a funny story. Uh, when I when I seen her, mm -hmm. she with she was with some people. I don't know who she's with. I don't remember yep. now. Was it Pam? Pam probably. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, was I with Meryl? Yes, I was. Right. Mm -hmm. I was with Meryl, and we we're we we're, we're out on one. We just hanging out. Me and me and Meryl used to call it going fishing. Man. <laughs> keep it 100 we're just going fishing mayor on the cuddy and whatnot yep. i'm in my my bird at the time but um uh we're in we're in this little spot and i see her she's they just making laps in the club right yep. just literally making laps yep yep they had they, they fly spinning. heels on fact, making Beasley laps was there Beasley yep. was there that was big that's who yep. that was because i remember she walked by, I seen her first time, 12 times later, and <laughs> and no, it wasn't 12. Yeah, she walked by another time, and then finally, I, I I grabbed her arm, and I was like, hey, if you walk by here one more time, you're going to have to give me your phone number. <laughs> That's what I said. That was my first sentence to her. That boy was shooting, boy. <laughs> I said, if you walk by here again, you got to, okay. But, um, and sure enough. A little bit later, this place was not that big, so I, yeah. I didn't have to wait long. Yeah, <laughs> she came back around. I almost didn't see her. Yeah, out of the corner of my, I, I, I seen her, and I said, "Hey, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait." You supposed to give me your phone number, mm -hmm. <laughs> so she did. She gave me her phone number, and uh, the funny part is, I didn't know her name at the time. Right. I, yeah. I knew her name, but I knew it was wrong. Yeah, I yeah, found yeah. out it was wrong. I would say I found out it was wrong because. Uh, 
when I when I finally decided to, to hit her up the next day or the day the day after, I don't remember when it was, but I was like, "Hey, what's up, Miss Miss Tanker?" I wrote that too. <laughs> I wrote it, Miss Tanker, and she was like, "Not much. Why 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 Tanker?" I was like, "That's your name, man." Ain't that your You know, she's like, and she spelt it the, just the way it was spelt too, and I was like, "What?" She mm. said. Then she sent me the actual pronunciation. pronunciation yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, change it. All right, that's good. That's kind of different, you know. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we started chopping it up a little bit by, via text first. And then um, eventually we hung out. And it felt, you know, it felt different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say during that time, you know, I, you know, me coming out of a relationship too, just like as she was, yep. um, it was a little bit different, you know. Um, uh, especially when, you know, when I'm, I'm going through a, a divorce and, you know, I'm wilding, not really wilding, but um, just in, just dating, man. And I met, um, meeting her and and whoever else I hadn't met during that time or whatever. It, it was just different, man. It was different. And, and when you're dating, um, when you're dating people, you you know, you, you try to get to know someone, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and with her, it was different. It, it, I, I could, I could feel something different, but, uh, I'm gonna tell you, honestly, when the deciding factor was when I decided to, you know, a few months later, when I, when I, when my daughter came, this is Olivia, right? Mm-hmm. Olivia's like two, mm-hmm. this is old, this is 2006, you know, we met in April, we mm-hmm. met in April of 2006, mm-hmm. and around June, June or July 2006, I had Olivia with me for the first time, you know, when by myself without her mother. Um, and to see her, you know, with Olivia mm-hmm. was like some, 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 some bells went off. It was like, mm-hmm. man, look at mm-hmm. that. That's that's man, you know. Mm-hmm. So I recognized that, and then you know, I hey, you know, I was like, hey, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna see where this goes, and and from that from that point, I just kind of you know started focusing on getting to know her more, and um, you know, she was she was there, man, and lo and behold, I was going back to Iraq, though, you know, I was going yep. to go. Mm-hmm. Go back to Iraq, and um, that that fall, uh, in October of '06, uh, my no September of '06, my divorce was final, final, final. All paperwork signed, everything. Mm-hmm. October of '06 was when I was leaving, and Shanga went with me to my my back to Mississippi. You know, mm-hmm. she went back and met the fam and whatnot, and you know, vibing, just vibing with everybody. She's only she's. Did this, uh, you know, this back when Tango wore heels with everything. Everything. Know, she had a, everything. Heels. She would wear heels to Walmart, shorts. ladies and gentlemen. Heels. Man, dressed up, bro. I was when we, hey, we went fishing in Walmart too because everybody's coming to dress. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, but uh, uh, yeah, man, heels and everything. I, I'm gonna have to see that picture too because I know you've seen it before. You know, I got yeah. on my all my Texas gear in Mississippi yep. in the country where, where ain't no driveways, all the driveways dirt. Yeah, right, we're right. all you know, standing out there together. Yeah. We're standing out there together, yep. right? Mm. And uh, but yeah, she vibe with my family, my mom, one of my cousins, and you know, it it was just good. It just felt natural. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, fast forward to, to me leaving one to Iraq and she's still holding it down. She went to my parents, she went to my mom's for Christmas without me. And I was just yep. like, wow. She drove you know? down there by herself. I remember that. By herself, man. Yep. And, uh, yeah, man, we, we, I knew it was something there, you know, uh, obviously. And, and we, we were together for, until we had a little break, obviously. We had a break in 07? No, 08. Whatever year it was. 08 for about nine months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nine months. Somewhere around Didn't y'all have more than one break? Or am I making that up? No, you you right. You right. <laughs> you sure right. <laughs> that, that second break lasts about six months. Okay. Now, I'm just remembering some <laughs> of the May conversations. To, uh, for May to when she called me from my sister's wedding, that was uh, that was a mm. shocker. I was okay. in Iraq again. I was mm-hmm. back in Iraq again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a, that was the second break. Damn, Jane, we don't, I don't even remember that. I don't even count them though. I don't count them at all. I, I just was, remember because growing. I had to, you know, I, as she calls me her backup hard drive. So I mm-hmm. had to hear all of that stuff. Y'all, I can mm-hmm. remember too when they were kind of hanging out again and <laughs> I remember when y'all went to the military ball together. Well, to the your oh, yeah, first deal one. you had yeah. the first one. Mm-hmm. But then I remember y'all started hanging out one of them times, and she had went to Austin with y'all. But yeah, at that point, y'all kind of were. I think that's when y'all kind of start hanging out again. And yep, yep. I'm like, I so I'm like, Changa, you just going down there to hang out? And she's like, Yeah. So I'm like, What outfit are you wearing? Just curious, because it was like Halloween time or something like that. And Chenga had her like a little cat outfit on. I like she trying to make sure that he see what he missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Remember that? When I, I was uh, I was Rick James, boy. I acted a fool. <laughs> I was Rick James hanging out the window till I'm Rick James. You know, but uh, man, we had a we had a blast though. We had a, a lot of fun. What costume? Oh, I think talking about my Rick James braids. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, we had uh, we we grew, man. We like we yeah, when we, we grew yes. together. We dated five years, bro, before we yeah. actually got married. Right? We right. both coming from uh, you know, relationships uh, coming out of uh, marriages or whatnot, yep. and that didn't work, and and um, yeah. We, and, Getting married young is is just um, we both need time to grow, and that's and that's what we mm-hmm. did. And you know, I was married. Uh, how, how old I was twenty three, mm-hmm. and um, then it didn't last very long. It was mm-hmm. a hot second, right? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, those breaks were just more growing pains. But we learned that we we needed to be. That's who we needed to be with. That's who I felt most comfortable with, and um, man, it just blossomed into this just uh, something amazing. And, and even once we 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 thought we figured it out, we didn't figure it out. We there was more growing to do together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think the best thing that happened to us was getting married and moving away and yeah, separating ourselves. Doretta, Louisiana, small town, mm-hmm. not knowing anyone, and and yep. just uh, in the country, we had this mm-hmm. pretty good, you know, spot or whatnot, and man, it it was good. It was good. 
time for us to go off and sow our royal oats. Right? <laughs> <laughs> go off and just you need to sow your royal, royal oats. oats. Get out, yeah. enjoy, <laughs> and in forty yeah. days you will marry Chinga. It is settled. Yeah. Anyway, it is settled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was good. It, it, that was the best thing that happened to us. That, that it really allowed us to come together, be that one, that team, and um, mm-hmm. and without any distractions. No form, no friends. She couldn't go and hang with Pam and go out and, and the cat lady. Um, uh, what, what's the name? Shonda. Yeah, Shonda. Yeah, yeah. Shawnee. Shawnee. Yep. Shout out yeah, to old Shawnee, Shawnee and Pam. Matter of fact, Shawnee and Pam. Y'all might not hear this, but anyway, shout out just in case you do. But I think too, um, you know, Pop says the same thing when him and mom um, went from Arkansas to Italy and they mm-hmm. were over there by themselves. You know, they were front, they were coming up with their all new, you know, life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Fresh in the military, they were starting there. Um, so um, I want to ask you this, is that what do you think, ev- what was the evolution in you from your first marriage to your second marriage to the evol- evolution you made even in during this time? Mm-hmm. Um, because you were talking about growing, I think that's the thing is that, um, you never stop, you know what I'm saying? We always talk about it's the, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a continual balance. It's a continual growing. It's continual Mm -hmm. work. I, I, you know, I tell people that the work continues, but I can say that once you kind of get to a level of maturity, just like anything else, you're, you're better at dealing with challenges though. You know what I'm saying? That you were early on. I know Liz and myself, you know, it was very just, I'm not even emotional dude, but I should just do stuff that was so demonstrative and, and emotional. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm in the car arguing with this chick. She taking me back to my parents' house. I wait, Sean, till we about like a block or two away. And I'm like, I get out the car and start walking. <laughs> Almost 40 year old Jay is like, man, let this chick drop you off and then get out the car. You like, know what I'm saying? Like but, on, love, on Love Jones. Right, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but so you, you know you're doing that purposefully at that point. Yeah, right? and that chick is like, get back in the car, don't walk, don't walk. If I'm like, I'm right by my mama's house. I ain't about to. I wasn't gonna walk far in the dark. <laughs> right, right, right. But you no, know, you, you just get better at um <clears throat> when stuff comes up now. You know, before man, I look at it like right now. I just thought about this. Small things then made a huge blip on the radar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now. Even the bigger things, the blip isn't that big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how we deal with it and communicate about it. But as you grow and learn your partner, also, you're not making those same <laughs> dumb mistakes because you know how they interpret things. And you know those, mm-hmm. but you know, you grow to a place where I'm not trying to hit and push those necessary buttons with my wife, or I'm not trying to push right. those buttons with my husband like I used to do when I was immature. Mm-hmm. But um, right, all that said, back to the question: What do okay. you think changed about you from your first marriage to your mar- in with your marriage with Chinga? Okay. Well, my first marriage, I was stupid. At this point blank period. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. I, I was shout stupid out, because uh, again, shout out for that amount of clarity that quickly. <laughs> I was stupid. No, yeah. the reason why I said I was stupid because my mama told me. My mom said, hey, "Boy, uh, marriage ain't nothing to play with." Right. Mm. First of all, I mean, you mean you want to marry? I mean, well, I, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was more one of them. One, hey, let's. We, I think we should just get married. You know, one of those type of deals. Wow. Okay. And I was like, well, um, I right, yeah, 
she was going down range. This is my ex wife, right? Mm-hmm. She was going to go down range to get it. Get um, you know, we were dating at the time. I I wasn't ready to be married, man. I was mm. not ready. You know, I was, bro. I just I came out of a long term relationship with um, with uh, you know, from from Germany or whatnot, with Asia mm. or whatnot, and then so I was back on the on my youngness mm-hmm. and uh, and doing me right, and then yes, this person comes along and. <laughs> Uh, I I fought Juan all the time. I always met. I always mess with my boy Juan. So I said, yep. you shout out to the boy, chicken. to the homie Juan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I don't care. It's the truth. <laughs> my wife was like, somebody might hear. I I'm just speaking truth. <laughs> but anyway, and I've said it before. But anyway, anyhow. Um, but yeah, man. I, and then you know, I wasn't ready to be married, and I just kind of was going with the flow. And and I said, yeah, all right, let's do it. And it was more like let's do it. And yeah, long story short, and it didn't work work out obviously. And when I told mm-hmm. my mom I was getting married, she said, "Boy, another name, marriage ain't nothing to play with." And mm-hmm. I was just like, "Well, I understand, but mm-hmm. I just still did it anyway." Yeah. And uh, so I still need some some more time to grow. The difference now is obviously we dated for me and my wife now. Me and Chango, we dated five years, and we we learned a lot about each other. You know, we we had some breaks. And we learned that we we couldn't be without each other. She wouldn't have a, a bad relationship. I wouldn't have had, I don't know what I had, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. And I didn't have anything. I had a bunch of yeah. yeah we we we'll, we'll leave it where it's at. I was yeah. I was not saved at the time. I got you. Know? you. Yep. Okay. Um. Um. So yeah, man. And and the growth, like you said, it does not it does not stop. It continues mm-hmm. to you know you continue to evolve as as you go along. Um. Uh, I I would say, like I said, the the greatest thing that we had getting married was going away and and growing together. We there were always there's challenges. There's obviously a new wife, uh, a new stepmother. You know, mm-hmm. she's a yep. stepmother to my daughter, mm-hmm. and and we got Olivia for the first time as a married couple while away mm-hmm. in Deritter, right? And, yeah, and. And you know that was a challenge, right? And there was mm-hmm. there, there was challenges, you know, many many more times. Every time she visited, one we dealt with her, you know, her mom calling all the time. We felt and we 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 almost felt like that it was she was just invading. But you know, she, yeah. she was obviously you know checking on her child, right? Yep. But mm-hmm. we're we're hypersensitive yep. to the situation, like like yep. we're capable people, you know, type yep. deal. But um, so and th- those are challenges that we had to grow. I. I, I had to grow more because uh, I had to not let uh, the things that happen, you know, with I, what Lindsay did, uh, what she does to affect me, you know, because I used mm-hmm. to let things that she say control me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would get enraged by things that she would say, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that was a growth in me. And, and then, and then uh, my calming person was, was my wife, you know, Chango mm-hmm. was, was always there for me in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um and how we had to grow together was just, you know, continue to learn how how each other needed to be, uh, you know, spoken to and 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 listened to, or mm-hmm. you know, some. I learned that I I'm a fixer, you know. I'm all, I've always been one hundred percent. That's what men do, right? Yep. But sometimes you don't need to fix. You need to just uh, listen. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't listen first and. 
and then you work together, you maybe maybe hey, may I make a suggestion or you know, mm-hmm. or here's what you sh- we could do, we could try. You mm-hmm. also have to work work on your delivery. You know that mm. that's things that I learned. Dropping over, gems, over time. y'all. You know, work on your delivery because you can you can say one thing. Well, well, you need to do no. You don't say you need to. Well, here's what I I suggest. Well, you know, maybe we could try this. We. What do you oh, think about? We're working together. What do you mm-hmm. think about this? Mm-hmm. We we are going yeah. to try this. We sh- we should do this. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're in it together. It's not her problem. It's your problem. Our problem right. together. Yeah. Whatever what the issue is, and 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 you know, coming to those revelations doesn't doesn't happen overnight, right? It, no. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it just uh, comes to. You know, time and you know, thought process, lots of reading, lots of whatever. It just um, prayer, whatever. It, it mm-hmm. takes it. It just takes time to figure those things out. And you learn your partner, you learn your your spouse on what she needs, and mm-hmm. and uh, and again, we we we've been fortunate enough to to come to that place. Is it all roses? No, of course Absolutely not. And no marriage, no yep. marriage is right. We we yep. still have those those some moments. Uh, you know, but. The the best thing is that the fact that we can recognize it, and mm-hmm. and we can come together, come have a seat at the table, or stand in the doorway, or whatever <laughs> the case may be, mm-hmm. and, and talk about it, say what we feel at that moment, say what you said that made you feel some type of way, and you're okay, I'm okay, mm-hmm. and let's 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 move let's move forward because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is we we grow, we grow each time and each each instant. We're going to continue to grow. And right. I think that's my biggest growth is understand that, you know, for one, she ain't going nowhere. We, me, mm-hmm. and me and her, we, we tight, you know, yeah. we, we, oh, gee. Yeah. And, and, and you can act emotional on the fact that, you know, uh, you, you say things, oh, man, it's, it's crazy what you can say when you worry about someone leaving versus, you know, hey, this is just a moment. You understand that, that this is just mm. one yeah, little yeah, yeah. instance, one little. It's not, not the end of the world. It's, it's not the end of the world. So yeah. why even hold on? Why even say that? You know, why? it doesn't matter. You know, it serves no purpose mm-hmm. to say some things that may be hurtful or to say whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to say that. It's best to just talk about it and come clean. Whatever you're feeling, just say it because she's not going to leave you because you feel so way. But if you hang on to it, it's going to come out another way, or you're going to let it faster, or whatever mm-hmm. case may be. So I, I have it in my in me uh, to always just say whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. there. Hold on. I mean, let me let me go back a little bit because there is a there is a point to where. Again, it'll come back to delivery. You know, I won't. Right. I'm not yeah, gonna course. say anything that's gonna that I know that's gonna you know harm my wife's heart. You know, right? I'm gonna yeah. you know if I feel something, I, I have to work on the delivery. But I I I still want to come clean with whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. and 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 make it right. Yeah, you know what so, I mean, man. You 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 preach it, man, because. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine a few weeks back and we were messaging each other. I was checking in or whatever. And we got into the discussion. Matter of fact, we didn't finish it because she's like, I'm listening I'm listen to what you say, Jay. I got to get back to you, though. But I was talking to her about how important it is in your relationship. And we're not all we don't always do a good job of it. But like you're talking about, if you're truly devoted 
to that person, you have to take the leaving off of the table mm-hmm. because that yeah. gets kind of dangled over your head of like, how far am I going to go with the truth knowing that, you know, you're always throwing out there that you're about to leave me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And we have to give each other space to tell each other the truth. Even if it's, you know, is bad news. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really why people, why it's easy. You know, you'll have people to say, you know, um, when I dealt with this or that person or my friend, I could tell you anything. Mm-hmm. I can tell you anything because the, the price of admission is different. You mm-hmm. can tell your, your friend your deepest, darkest, ugliest things. And you feel like, again, there's no there's nothing dangling over that you're going to lose my friendship or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to give our part, our, our uh, spouses or girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever space to have that same level of autonomy and latitude in the relationship. Yeah. Go ahead, Skin. You know what? As you say that, I think for some people who do, who it's easier for you to have those conversations with your friends. Yeah. Because you're not, you don't feel guilty about blackmailing your partner to stay. Right. I got you. Yeah. So yeah. you say, Oh, I may leave. I may. Yeah. Yeah. You're blackmailing them. Right. They're true. You're blackmailing them to, to keep that truth hidden. Right. There you go. Yeah. And so it's easier mm. for you to have those conversations with your friends because you don't feel that, that you don't feel guilty about what you're doing. You don't. Yeah. So you feel free when you have those have those conversations. And I think uh, overall good. in relationships, we have to do a better job of giving each other that space to do that. Also, mm-hmm. you stepping all over what me and Skeen, in a good way, what we were talking about yesterday, is it better to do what's right or be- uh, it's better to, what is it, to be right or, or do, do what's, what's right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you always are balancing that in a relationship. Right. And my is my ego is just wanting to be right. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the right thing to actually do right now for situation. the well-being of this relationship and the well-being True. of my spouse? You know, as you, as you say that about, about doing what's right, Sean, I'd like to ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. Seeing that you came from a household that were, you know, your parents co- co-parented, right? Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, now that you're doing the same thing, your act two is you're, you're in a co-parenting situation. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that we don't have more successful co-parenting mm, good, relationships good as well as part two of that is how important is it to make sure that your your spouse as a step parent feels respected mm-hmm. and, and fully connected? Yeah. Um, why? I would say it just depends depends on the, the relationship of the the parent that's you know the other parent like in my situation it's, it's my ex-wife right mm-hmm. our relationship um has to be on part for the longest time we did not have and we and we're still not peaches and cream right, right. but, but we better. can we we much better we mm-hmm. we much better and that's the I would say that's the only reason. I mean, not not really the only reason. I'm different for one. I yeah. I, I had to look at myself, and there I you think go. Uh, you know I I I I don't let. There's not much that's gonna ruffle my feathers there anymore. I, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 uh, I'm that. I, I come. I'm, I'm turning to that old guy that just don't that, that don't. Dang, you ain't nothing you can say to me because right. I've been there, done it, right? But yeah. uh, uh, I think uh, and to your other. The other question was about um, you said about uh, what your was spouse. the other question? Your spouse. Like the, yeah, in terms of like oh, the spouse yeah. being the being spouse the co-parent. Me. I mean, being mm-hmm. the, like the step parent. 
Yeah, men the, step their being bed. them being fully respected by mm-hmm. the other parent, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. sometimes when you have the two parent the two separate households, yeah. sometimes that, that other parent may look down on look down on, mm-hmm. on, on that step. Parent. Right, yeah. Like yeah. how important mm-hmm. is that to make sure they fully they feel fully respected by the other person? Oh, and being, it's, it's, being, yeah. and being fully connected with the, with your child, vice mm-hmm. versa, and make sure that, that that there's a true connection there as well. Right, right. It's important, man. I mean, in my situation, you know, my my wife met uh, Lindsay for the first time was it last year or the year before? Last year. I mean, they they've spoken on the phone or, or whatnot, yeah, in mm-hmm. regards to Olivia, what or whatnot, and just certain situations. Um, just. Opening the lines of communication and not playing it as, you know, that's the other woman or that's the other, you know, person, and I'm not going to speak to them. It's 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 being an adult first and foremost, and, mm-hmm. and understanding that it's about that that child, you know, that that one. That, that's what it's all about. So we're gonna we're gonna communicate. We're gonna be human beings first, and we're gonna be in in, in my house. You know, we're 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 people, people, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're going to be Christians and we, we, uh, if you, if you, if you love God, you're going to love people no, no matter what, That's no it. matter, no, yes, matter no matter the situation, uh, who they are, what you feel about the things they do, you still, you still love people. And, and, and so, and we, we had that approach, you know, yeah, man, Lindsay could piss you off. You know, she did, she did. I mean, I grew though. I grew. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I can just think of so many times. I think of when, whenever the uh, Olivia had some something happen, uh, she had like this growth thing on her head that she had to get a procedure to move to remove it, and she was with me, and and Lindsay wanted to force her way down here and wanted me to pick her up from the airport and wanted to stay at our house and all this stuff. She rubbed Tanga the wrong way, but <laughs> we made it through it, right? You know, yeah. because we were people and we thought about it and it was like, hey, you know. We got it. It's it's okay. You know, yeah, Lindsay got mad, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, just open that line of communication and just um, and keeping it about the, the child and and uh, being better than than whatever the situation can be. You know, uh, we we have been divorced for so long. I mean, it's it's, it's too much life to live to, to worry about things from the past and hold grudges. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the I'm the one that's gonna forgive and forget and gonna move on because you know life is life is short enough as it is, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that's my I mean, message. To- I think too, you you another key point you made is just I think what happens in the co-parenting is that you're kind of still jockeying for position against each other so much that the child mm-hmm. kind of falls to the wayside, and the child mm-hmm. is unfortunately used as a pawn yeah. again to get sure. back to the other person. As well as oh, facts. So the kid don't know who to respect. Absolutely, you see what I'm saying. So I think oh, that yeah. happens a lot. You I, know. Yeah, yeah. I, in in our situation, I, I mean, Chango was just so good at just just showing Olivia so much love and respect. Mm-hmm. And didn't try to be her her mother. You know, like like you don't listen to what I say right. or anything like that. Just more just being that person. She. Open up to man, got yeah. to the point where she called her. She called her. She would call her. I'm like, who you talking to? Lady? Man, she ain't call me. <laughs> right. Calling yeah. her, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. but they, they had that connection, and then uh, it was it's important for that you know being that step parent or whatnot to have that connection. So uh, if they don't try, if they don't attempt, and you know, of course it's not going to work, right? You're not going to have mm-hmm. that respect. You gotta 
you got to be vulnerable with them and and, uh, and connect. Point yeah. blank, period. So, um, mm-hmm. I want to switch gears here, but just do a quick sure. catch up. Is um, so you and, and you ended up doing what 15, 16 years in the military? What was it? Man, bro, don't don't mess with me. I wish no, no, I was it was thirteen. Thirteen, okay, I was off a little bit, but okay, I know you was in the teens, but I couldn't remember where. So you did thirteen years. Yeah, like you said, you and Changa uh, uproot. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. want y'all to move, but (laughs) right, right. Uh, but y'all went to Deritter. Deritter was the last, last of the last call there. That was the last place. And uh-huh. then you went to you went to school for a little bit, and, yeah, yeah. Came um, on to Houston for that, yeah. Came on to That's, Houston, yeah. and then you know you've been with. Um, how long have you been with your company now? Man, I've been there. This is my ninth year, man. Nine years. Yeah, uh, now, right. Please explain to the people when I talk when I brag on you. Um, I always say he basically worked. You know, he he got a company where they make big old machinery <laughs> that's what i say but yeah yeah no uh yeah i mean bio equipment man we um we are a uh, german equipment manufacturer and we, we we provide uh um uh, foundation equipment foundation drilling equipment for you know deep uh drills for pile driving for you know anchor walls and whatnot it's it's, it's heavy equipment basically yeah okay and uh we re- most recently expanded into the water well industry where we bought a water well uh drill company out of enid oklahoma it's called jeffco okay so that's basically our newest brand and um uh, yeah i mean the company's doing very well uh as you know i started there as a nobody and mm-hmm. uh yeah as a as a technician server technician Tech, uh, traveling going, the globe, traveling, traveling, oh, yeah, man, and going, <laughs> and going here and going there, fixing machines, you know, as a tech, and uh, uh, it was it was good, man, and uh, work my work my way through, just learn the system, you know, I, I was a sponge, mm-hmm. and I continue to do that, and yeah, now now I'm somebody, so uh, I'm very thankful, I'm very blessed to, to be where I am, so yeah, my. And the craziest part is, man, my CEO, we we the same age. Where I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, he 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 just he just turned forty two. He just turned uh-huh. forty, and I'm yeah, forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So yeah, yeah, um, doing well at the company there. Yes, sir. Um, you know that was another space where in time when you and Changa were navigating the. The, the process of her being <clears throat> stay-at-home mom, you're gone on the road. You know, Oof. that's one of the big things that y'all overcame and worked through. Yep. Um, but what I wanted to jump to really is, and I, this, I'm going to let you cook. I'm going to just throw this out there. You just cook it mm-hmm. all the way nice okay. and slow. Okay. But we had talked about <clears throat> initially how you came from a space and people from the South, I, I I'm I'm identifying as being a southerner, but it could be in other places mm-hmm. in the country too. But we come from sometimes where we're Christians, God quote unquote fearing. They use that term a lot. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we 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 love God, you know, uh we pray over our food a little bit, we pray a little bit when something happens, but um we aren't sometimes heavy on really relationship building and digging down. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
I know we talked about for a long time and I want you to get into, you know, your transition and camp, you know, I want you to give that camp talk. Yes, sir. Uh, we talked about that, but um, what was the transition? And I, I, I would like to applaud. And I think a big part of your transition and maturation, even in your relationship with God is because of Changa. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you came from a time where you were kind of just, again, you believed in God, you know, I know mm-hmm. God, but, where was the change and the shift that occurred for you to kind of go deeper? I'm a shocky right now. I don't know if you know all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, was my wife, you know, I mean, being who I am, being, being, uh, growing up how I grew up, I grew up in church, you know, I yeah. know you probably know that, you know, my grandfather, pastor, my daddy was, a minister or company, so he never had a church, right? But yep. uh, um, he did preach a few sermons, right? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, basically, so I my upbringing is Baptist, uh, mm-hmm. Southern Baptist in the church and and whatnot, and you know. So uh, when me and me and Changa came about, obviously we went to chop. You know, went mm-hmm. to chop with her a few times. Uh, and you know, I had excuses not to go. It was man, mm-hmm. it's so big. I'm not used to this whole big yep. church type deal. Oh man, you know. Yeah. And look at us now. But anyway, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, we would go there. We would miss all the praise and worship because she always late. Yeah. Uh, hey, in front of Jesus now. <laughs> <laughs> you always always late with me. <laughs> no. That's not true. I wanted to miss it. No. Anyway, she over here navigating, you know, <laughs> over here ear hustling and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but uh, yeah, man, and and so we we would uh we go to chop and hear the message or whatnot, and and uh, yeah, that that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning mm-hmm. of it. Coming back into it and getting you know, because honestly, man, uh, I don't know if you remember my birthday post from when I turned forty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, about me talking about my beef with God, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I had a beef, man. I, I, I really, and, and this goes back a long time ago, back from from '93, back in '93, mm-hmm. uh, when my uh, my grandmother passed away. She had an asthma attack at church while my grandfather was in the in the, in the pool and preaching. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and. Um, and for a long time, I just didn't understand why. I was like, how could that happen? You know, you know, yeah. as as a as a young guy, I was I don't know, twelve, thirteen, somewhere around there, ninety three years. I can't do no math right now, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So I, 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 I really didn't want to go. I didn't want to go for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. So we literally left. We left Hintonville, Mississippi, to drive up north to my grandfather's other church. He had two churches. Mm-hmm. And we drove there all together. We drove back one last, right? So that was a, you know, that was a shock for me, you know, at that age. So I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't think anything about church anymore for a long time. You know, fast forward, I go to the army, everything, do my thing, and uh, continue on with life. And and I hadn't really, go, when I when it was my choice to go, I I chose not to go because I didn't, I didn't see the point at that. And that beef was well until you know 
well into now or well well <laughs> yeah, into yeah. what well, we say now but I, I would say well into my adult life for sure uh, to the point where um you know we started going to church or chop like i said and then later on when after we were married it was a point that uh you know we went to church and we were looking and then i think you know god was working on me then you know he's working mm-hmm. on me then mm-hmm. and then to the point was us finding our church home now with grace and and for me being baptized and what year was that babe i can't remember 12 12 i think it was 12 being baptized as an adult right when mm-hmm. we first yep. got here it was 12 what was it 15 we had Millie already right so 15 or 16 but anyway um but yeah so that was you know my my transition my coming home was uh was because of my wife uh you know, and, you know, my dad always, he's still, you know, of course, my my dad is the biggest one. Keep God first, you know, he always, mm-hmm. always, didn't, didn't matter. I'm like, oh, of course, dad, you know, of course. And, you know, um, but uh, it just, I had to make the, the choice on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I couldn't allow anyone, you know, yeah, my wife wanted to go to church and stuff, encourage her, but I made, I made the choice on my own. It wasn't because because of her yeah i went i went with her right i went and i was i was going and, and i enjoyed it and it brought yep. me back to my roots right yeah um but it was a it was a point when i, I started serving mm, right and, I I remember that. Yep. and then yep. i and i got baptized and it just snowballed in a good way from there from there you know and to go all in and uh, in, in serving and just you know, I'm always been that people person, you know, yeah. and uh, and just take it to a whole nother level just to see people's lives change. I was right there at it, and I, I get to experience it Sunday after Sunday, just get to see people change and visit, you know, um, and see myself change and understand that mm-hmm. I'm growing, right. you know, and, yeah. and my thirst for uh, for more, you know, to learn more, to be, you know, closer, to have a have better relationship is, um, was uh man it it was just a good thing and then fast forward to now you know with with campus just a whole nother level we we can we can get into that if you want but i'll I'll let you ask the questions you want to ask (laughs) well well for uh, for the people that don't know what is when we talk about camp at your at y'all's church at grace chenga went the year before and you go so early this year early this year yeah early this year i'm tripping so um what is the purpose and the idea behind this this camp? Well, the camp is just to to for you to gain freedom, mm-hmm. point blank. Period. That's the point of the camp mm-hmm. to gain freedom of anything that may be uh, holding you any 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 strongholds. Any you know you 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 go to camp to to regain focus, right on the father. Right, you you're gonna you're gonna reconnect. And you actually um, and go and get away. You go away. You go, you go, go away. Pines and go to the spirit, the camp out there is at the lake and it's the mm-hmm. cabins. And it's absolutely amazing, man. It's, it's a great experience. So my wife went in uh, April of this year. And then I went uh, a couple months ago, September. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you go and, and you unplug, basically. You unplug, you know, phones, which, you know, that was 
tough mm. for me to even watch them on markets. But uh, <laughs> but not really, not really. Once I got into it and understand what I was doing there and, and got got focused, uh, you know, because you, you drop your phone off right away as soon as you get there. Um, and I didn't think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I was free from distraction, and I was able to focus and, and reconnect and just hear hear the word of God. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's a it's a great it's open to everyone, man. You don't mm-hmm. have to be a member. You can sign up for Campus Rizzo for the men's camp, and I'm I'm gonna sign some people up, and I, I'm I'm gonna go there and serve and own the camp during that time. You know, it's a couple right. of days, Thursday, yep. Friday, Saturday. Come back Sunday, right? But uh, yeah, you go there to get that freedom and, and go there and, and and find some direction in life and see what God has in store for you. You know what? What are you? What is he? Um, what he? What is your next mission? What is he going to use you for? You know what? Mm-hmm. What? What should you be doing? Type deal. And uh, but uh, amazing. In, in, gen- amazing. in general, what did you? What did you leave camp with? What did you find there? Man, I'm about to shock you again, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm supposed to lead many people to God. Mm. I'm supposed to lead many people to God. I don't know how that, what, in what capacity as of yet, but I will say this: at the end of the camp, um, the 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 main um, pastor over the camp, uh, Pastor uh, Trip Davis, he pulled me to the side. He's like. He's like, Donnie, I need you to uh, to serve at this camp. You know, I think you have what it takes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's crazy to have that revelation. And he, he doesn't he doesn't know what was is It's for me. Everything that I, mm-hmm. was real to me is for me. It's for me mm-hmm. to uh, rode down and during my during my walk and during that time or whatnot. And and even the the spiritual name that was uh, revealed to me as lead leader and all that stuff was all to me for him to pull me to the side and say, hey, you know, I think you will be a fit for us at this camp, you know, mm-hmm. to serve here. And it was just confirmation that, you know, the word was received. And and that's that's my my, you know, some how I can contribute to help people find themselves and help uh you know the you know the guys that are coming to get their freedom uh, achieve mm-hmm. that so mm-hmm. um so yeah man and and i i, I actually spoke to trip on uh last thursday as we had another camp go out the last one for this year mm-hmm. i went out to see those guys off and um but yeah so yeah man it was it was, it was good it was, it was a great great experience and I, I recommend it. Now, I will say this. We're going to camp again, mm-hmm. me and my wife, mm-hmm. in uh, January. They have a married couples camp. Um, mm. for, so for for the married uh, for the married couples who have both been to Adana and Andrizo. Okay. So they have a camp called Amore. So we're going there in January. So okay. To complete the series. Okay. And um. That's beautiful, man. But um, one other, I got a comment to make. But also, mm-hmm. y'all, after uh, Donnie went to camp, and you know, I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting a few days after he got back to talk to him, and so we on the phone recapping. And there's a sec, there's a part of the camp where the, you know your spouse or whatever has friends and family like write you letters there that they kind of <laughs> present to you. 
So I I, yeah. I was I will always have to tell you and Chang that I was honored that you asked me to write one for her, and then I was honored when she asked me to write one for you. Mm-hmm. But Donnie said his mama wrote him a letter, and he said, "Jay, I cried so much. I was like, I can't remember what you said, but you like, I I was like, I was out of tears. You know, he was like, <laughs> oh, my mama had me cry so much for the letter she wrote me, man. Right. I was, I was like, like yeah. I had to just like get it together, man. You can't cry no more, you know. But it's just beautiful to be able to go and have those moments of brokenness mm. like that. Yeah. And man. what you were talking about, whether it's at camp, but it's the things that we have to do is kind of even put ourselves through a mini camp sure. in life and in relationships. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is detaching, mm-hmm. taking, taking time to detach from these devices, taking time to just be still mm-hmm. and taking some time to just meditate on the things of God to just meditate on, Yo. you know, kind of what's the, what's the plan for your family. You and Chenga talked about it the other day. What's the, yeah. What's Thank the game plan? What's the vision yeah. for the family? Where are we going? Yeah. And because what it allows you to do, guys, mm-hmm. is actually get to a place where your mind is free to think. Mm-hmm. Me and Skeens Facts. talk about that all the time, is that sometimes Skeens and I come up with some of our best ideas when we just take off work and don't yeah. really get involved in anything. But just a, for us as kind of creative thinking dudes, to just have that space to just sit and write down ideas and think and come yeah. up with concepts and ideas and show ideas and this type. Mm-hmm. And it's just from separating and being still somewhere. So basically yeah. you have to de- detach to attach. There you go. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, That's good. So the parallel, like when you saying you all went to Derrida, same with like when mm-hmm. your parents went to uh, Italy. Germany, yeah. Italy. Yeah. Yeah. They detached from whatever it was, their surroundings to attach to each other. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. you may have to detach from social norms to attach yourself to your purpose yeah there you go oh yeah 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 that's that's good that's real good and and that's that's the whole purpose of that camp is is for you to do that and um when you said something about the letters the letters were uh were man was like icing on the cake Mm -hmm. right it was icing on the cake towards the towards the the last part when they give it to you right Mm -hmm. and um you know and I don't know if it was planned that way. They put my letters in a certain order, and mm-hmm. and Jay, when I when I say by the time I got to to it, I was I, I was done. I was like, hey, <laughs> no, I, I ain't gonna take them off. And they had my mom's and then my wife's and then you know uh, my dad's and my sisters, my, then yours and yeah. my brothers and oh man, and then Renee. Yeah. I had so many so many letters, and, and it was just like. I had to tell them, dude. I was like, the guys in my bunk area, we, you know, it was like one, it's like three of us in there, and four of us in there. Yeah, it's four of us in the in the, in the in the one room we had. And then I was like, man, I had to stand and walk around. I was like, man, I can't, I can't, I, I'm gonna take a break. I'm Gotta walk break. this off. I am gonna walk this off because uh, right now my stuff was faucet, faucet yeah, on blast, water bill high. Yeah, you know? and then it's, I think it, I don't know what it is about the connection between like letters. Seeing mm-hmm. letters in that form, I don't know what it is about it. I don't know. It just adds another layer to it. I don't know what that is in us. Bruh. In our- yeah, exactly. My brother wrote something, man. Uh, he wrote something. He quoted Kanye. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, he quoted something. One of his saying he said, uh, he said, uh, what did he say? Um, uh, he said, some people never. Uh, 
get the flowers while they can still smell them. You know, yeah. he wrote that as yeah. a as a as a full part For of sure. you know you know that. For sure. And bruh, you know my my TJ's letter too, man. It it, it got me too. You know. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know he said you have no idea. Like this dude hand wrote one. It wasn't mm. a typed email type yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and it was one hundred like. I mean, I do anything for my my little bro TJ, you know, because yeah. he been he been through a lot. He, I yep. mean, he took the hardest road. I mean, and it, 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 it's him himself, right? And mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, he keep getting up, but mm-hmm. um, uh, he, I know he know it, man. I, I'll do I'll do anything for him, like it, like recently. I was shocked, and I told my wife, you know, uh, he he asked me. I, I, I sent him some money, not to put his stuff out there, but and then he said, "I'm gonna get it back to you." I ain't expect it back. I ain't, yeah. I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't care at that point, right? Yeah. And then uh, that dude was like, "Hey, man, you know, a few days later, a week later, I was like, man, yeah, hey, I, I hit your cash up, man. You you get it?" I was like, "Oh, really?" I go looking at my my cash up I was like. Okay. Okay. What? My my, yeah. my little bro, man. But uh, nah, that's good, man. That's man. It's so good. It was so good. But um, man, um, you know, yeah, it's man. it's it's also guys again. Um, you know, talking about giving each other flowers. You know, this dude will call me and just encourage me. You know, I will call him and encourage him about yeah, you know what him and Changa are doing and how proud I am of them guy there and you know. Oh, how much again of a model you guys have become for me and you know talking about you know you being a leader you know guys all of us at one level or another our our god is calling us to be in this in the space of leadership yes, Mr. Holcomb taught us this met this lesson many many years ago at a men's conference but he basically gave the example that all of us have a level of a level of influence or over a certain amount of people. He said mm-hmm. some of it is a few. Some of us, it's more than that. You know, me, him, he was saying as a bishop, my sphere of influence is wide and long. I've been preaching 30 years, you know, 40 years. So it's different. But to God and his kingdom, neither one is better than the other. God mm-hmm. looks at it all the same. So right. you got to ask yourself, this level of influence that God, whatever degree it's at, what mm-hmm. am I doing with it? Am yes, I again being impactful in the community? Am mm-hmm. I impacting young men and women? Am I impacting married folk? Am I an impact in my family? You know, mm-hmm. what am I doing with this influence that God has given me? And you know, Donnie has that type of, you know, schemes, and I got it. My dad got it. I got it. Where we can pull up anywhere and kind yes, of break sir. bread with anybody. Don't matter. With anybody. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anybody, but again, God wants us to use that for the kingdom, for kingdom business, yes, to bring people into the kingdom, and to mm-hmm. help people with their relationships and, um, you know, with the Lord and things of that nature, man. So, I, I will definitely say, man, see that on man, your head. That's I've done the control, but I, I will say that you know, I I'm, I'm taking that with, with my vision from camp that I'm supposed to lead many people, right? And mm-hmm. you look at what I've been doing here recently. I'm looking yep. at it as this is a training event for what is to come, right? This there is, you go, yeah. I'm talking to some, I'm talking to many, many people every week, man. Every week. It don't matter. <laughs> it's, it's random people, man. It's like, yep. 
you know, 20, 30, whatever people get on, on, on the call. Sometimes yep. I got some diehards, right? And then yep. there's some others that are come on and learn, oh, man, this is great. You know, you do this for free. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do it for free, right? But I'm talking to these people, but it's a training event for whatever is left to come. Like, I, I was telling, uh, I told Chang recently, I had a, I had an impromptu uh, presentation that I done with my, my CEO last week, right? Mm-hmm. He, he hit me up on, on, Monday evening, he's like, hey, hey, I'm going to have you, me and you and Dave, Brian, and this man, search manager, we're going to talk about the parts. Can you put something together on PowerPoint and we can we talk about, you know, the part sales and all that. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and there's a boardroom for the people. <laughs> it's like uh, the whole sale team. Man. Yep. And and it was just preparation. You know? yeah, and and me, me, me doing what I do now, talking to many, many people on a, on a, on a weekly basis is just preparation yeah. for the next, for the next level. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the same when it, when it comes to, uh, wh- who I'm going to reach next, you know, yeah. right now I'm yeah. talking to pe- people about investing in crypto and trading and stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and just growing and, and then maybe it's life coaching, maybe it's yeah. uh, marriage coaching, maybe it's uh, yeah. and just just talking about Jesus. For, but uh, it's all part of the plan, and um, I'm just I'm just here for it, you know. Yeah, indeed. But, uh, and and uh, guys, we we gonna uh, and not in this episode, but yeah, this brother is he has a weekly call that he gets on, and he's turned into a crypto guru and. <laughs> making all type of major moves. So, uh, you know, Skeens and I have been talking for a minute about, you know, trying to have our, like, coalition, you know, financial literacy and stuff like that. And, of course, you one of the people I thought of as far as that's concerned. You know what I mean? So I was telling my homegirl that we we shot some with the other day, but we're going to reshoot it. But, um, you know, we have so many things in our community talking. I mean, the community at large, but to pinpoint it, the black community, we got so many mm. people that are so talented and we have all these capable people. We just got to trust and believe in each other and start sure. to rely on each other for those things. Her case, I was saying like, she's a caterer, you know what I'm saying? That's a leg of the community. Hey man, I, I, hey man, I got a home girl that does that. Hey man, I'm trying to get into some crypto and Oh, I got a homeboy that does that. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm trying to right. get, so we have this beautiful community of people and that we can really, really build each other up, but we just got to trust sure. each other. You got to trust each other and be willing to invest in each other. And I can't go down the street. Once Sean has, uh, you know, Changa and and, uh, Changa's grocery store, because Mm -hmm. his oranges are 25 cent more. I don't I still do business with him, though. Yes, sir. That's going to help him grow. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, I've told this story countless times when we first did our first launch of merch. Skeens and I shipped all of our store, all of our stuff through the local mailbox store that our people's over here run. You know what I'm saying? Everything. I ship stuff all the way to as far as Hawaii, and I believe we have one order that went to like Japan. That joint called a grip. <laughs> but I stayed over there with my people's, and you know, he gave me the exam. He said, "Yeah, you know, you and your 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 family are like our top two most consistent." Co-. I'm like, for real? Because I mean, we were moving that much stuff, but I like for real. He's like, yeah, because people just drive down the street to the actual post office instead of coming, you yeah. know, because, you know, I think he, he gave an example one day. A lady comes up, pulls up to the front of the store, says she's in a drop top Lexus. She's got mm-hmm. some red bottom heels on and a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm-hmm. 
She's coming to ship something. He told her the price, and because it was roughly, I think, a dollar twenty-five more than the post, she drove down the street to the post office. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We gotta be able to. See, you, you understand what I'm saying? We gotta be able to see each other through the dollar twenty-five. <laughs> we right. got to. We Come got on, to. Man. We gotta be able to see each other through through that. You know what I mean? So, um, anyway, brother. Um, That's good, man. Skeens, any parting, any parting thoughts? Oh man, it's been a great interview. Just listen. Man, we done already, man. Stop it, man. We ain't done. Man, we definitely <laughs> went over an hour. <laughs> you know I can go all night though. Hey, that's what I'm saying. So uh we'll, we'll get a part two. We'll definitely get a we part two, three, we four, five. To. You know, we got so much more that we didn't dig into. So I mean let's talk about man. this this a uh, hundred mile ride. Uh, we definitely oh, didn't yeah. get into that, but I, I oh, am man, supposed yeah. to do Why, since you brought it up a hundred mile up. ride with uh my brother next up, year. Next y'all, year, y'all know come on man. Early podcast, I was talking about bike rides. So y'all, I've still been cycling. Um, but mm-hmm. here's the here's the thing, as you know, this gentleman he did many, many years in the military, many, many years of running. My father did many, many years in the military. So these brothers are built different than me off top. I ain't never been no long distance dude. No, stop it. Stop it. Then, here's the thing, y'all, about my brother, because he he is, I'm not blowing no smoke. He's gifted just, he's just gifted a different type of way. He can go a long time without running, then he just posts on Facebook that he just ran, went and ran a few miles. I'm not built like that. So I told him when we check his DNA and everything, we're going to see that he was Kenyan. We know there's yeah. some Kenyan lineage in this boy. <laughs> so his homie, Rod, has been riding the ride rides consistently. Sean doesn't ride no... Y'all y'all tripping because like, we go between Sean and Donnie. But anyway, so yeah, same yeah. person. Same but point. Sean doesn't ride nowhere near consistently. But he can just get on and ride. Because Rod is like, when you're doing your long distance training, like, hey, you're supposed to get like be building up to it, then you get a decently long ride in before right. him. Oh man, we ain't really got to do that. You know, I'm saying he just is different. <laughs> so I know me. I know no. me how my body is built. I'm gonna have to actually train for this. There you you know, I ride Stop my it. 20s, 30s. When we, when I rode 50 with my pop, I had to struggle to the finish line to get the 50 <laughs> miles in. Donnie pops up. Oh, I just rode 60 today. My dad pops up. I rolled 63 one of them times. I'm like, I'm not built like that. <laughs> I know my strengths. I don't feel no condemnation. I will have to train to ride this 100 miles. So, <laughs> Man, you we say see- that. You say that now, but you ain't never rolled no 100 miles. But I'm going to tell you like this. This 100-mile trip would be like uh, like you uh, – let me, let me see if I can find something to uh, relate it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you uh, going to Caesars? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but hey, they it's so catered to you, man. There, there is a there is a uh, a rest stop every 15 miles. My wife, right now that we we talked, to, we did talk about the game plan that for to, we go if we stop every Cake. 15, that will make it way better than trying to you know ride 20 or 30 at a time and stop and eat on the bike and all that kind of stuff whatever Cake, man. But, we so stop have cake and ice cream all that good stuff man with that said say- y'all i'm still gonna have to train i know me i know no. me i know how i'm built now we gonna work. they know if if i if i get all the way back out of retirement and get on that iron my strength was getting on that iron i'm strong decently strong good shape for a little shortcut i you you want to get with me on that iron 
It is. Now, when I was on the iron, I invited, I never brought this up to him. I'm bringing up on air. I invited this brother to the gym with me so many times. We did not work out not one time. Iron deficient. We did not throw no iron together not one time. I invited him to the yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> you invited me. Yeah, yeah. Like old bad boys. Mean? Who who shot you? That who? That who be you? <laughs> I you shot you in that. I'm, I'm trying to remember what year that was, man. I mean, y'all was still in Colleen, obviously. So that yeah. was a long time ago. But it was a couple times. Still- like. I was still PTing at that time, man. I ain't want to do nothing. See, see that? You know what I'm saying? I I was PTing. Anyway, I mean, man. right now I ain't PTing, but you know, you know how it go. But uh, I appreciate you jumping on, big bro. Um, man, it's been a dope conversation, man. And um, as always, man, you know I love you and, and sis, man. And um, Shangin and went to. Is she is she sleep? No, she uh, she doing she working her thumbs. Changa, Changa, come to the come over here real quick, just so the audience can hear your voice real quick. Okay, they want to hear you. Yes, give me a Hold on, I'm, don't make me turn the camera on. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. They said say something to him. Say something, love. I don't even know what y'all talking about right now. No, no, he's we're just saying him. hello to you. That's hello, all. Hello, he's saying hello. hello. He's saying hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, I just wanted people to hear your voice because you was in the background critiquing and stuff like that. So this is the person that uh, many of you that know me know her, but you know y'all mm-hmm. will be getting to know her in a whole different way in the next coming. Oh, he tried to cam up on this chick. He tried <laughs> to cam up on this chick. But uh, anyway, there she is. Hey, there they go. The Baldwins. The Baldwins. Hey. Hey. Look how she. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, big bro, we love y'all, man. Um, and uh, again, y'all, this has been another episode of How Did We Get Here? Um, we're signing off with the Baldwin's. I'm Jay Carter, and the man that is always heard and never ever will be seen, Skeens. Yes, sir. She'll remain. We'll holler at y'all on the next one, but don't get off, Donnie. Hold on, I'm just.